Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar, so let's open up with a prayer, please. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, born of the Virgin Mary, raised, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he arose again from the dead, and he ascended unto heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, pray for us. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The passage uh, for this episode, I'm going to read from the book of Revelation, chapter 11. Uh, verse 17 to 18 and uh, verse 12 and this goes into another uh, passage but uh, it's called the judgment of God so let's start we praise you Lord God Almighty who is and who was you has you have assumed your great power you have begun your reign the nations have raged in anger but then came your day of wrath and the moment to judge the dead, the time to reward your servant, the prophets and the holy ones who revere you, the great and the small alike. Now have salvation and power come, the reign of our God and the authority of his anointed one. For the accuser of our brothers is cast out who night and day accused them before God. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Love for life did not deter them from death. So rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell therein. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I took this out of the uh, litur Liturgy of the Hours, the breviary the official prayer of the church and uh, i'm happy i did today i want to talk about um well i'm going to talk about why i put together this podcast i put it together because one uh, i'm a strong believer in the catholic faith i'm a catholic i converted uh, a couple of years ago, 1997, uh, that was a long time now for me, but, and uh, when I came into the Catholic Church, I was actually quite shocked and surprised by everything that's going around, that's happening. Uh, I was shocked about the the scandal. I was also shocked sometimes by the indifference of some priests uh, I was also shocked by sometimes the lack of community, a lack of, um, of closeness with a lot of Catholics and a lot of Catholic parishes. People come into the parish, they go to mass, they don't talk to each other. Some people know each other, a few people, depending on the community and the neighborhood. 
But a lot of times, um, a lot of Catholic parishes, people are indifferent. But also, I was amazed by the uh, faith of Catholics who love their faith, but I have no access to them. I know them through the internet. When I first, um, when I first started being a Catholic, um, I started, you know, really, I've, I fell in love with the faith. I'm going to tell you right now, I fell in love with the sacrament. I fell in love with the liturgy. I fell in love with the Bible. I fell in love with the rosary. I fell in love with the saints. But at the same time, I was mortified and shocked by the level of indifference a lot of Catholics had and by the division within the Catholic Church. You got the Hispanic Mass, you got the Chinese Mass, you got the Italian-Americans and the Irish in one end. Uh, you got, um, at the same time, the you got good priests and you got priests that are completely indifferent, completely indifferent. Um, I was, I was shocked. And at the same time, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. God provided me access to good people, to good people, to help me with my faith, to help me grow in my faith. And I'm, and I'm very happy about that. And at the same time, I had access to, uh, Catholic media. If it wasn't for someone like Scott Hahn, who was a fellow convert to Catholicism, a gentleman from, um, I think he was a, a Presbyterian and he felt, you know, his love for the Catholic faith became my anchor because he became my access to, to learning about the faith. And I had other people, a friend of mine who, um, I met through another friend, someone who was my sponsor uh, when I first started working uh, at this particular um, cultural institution. Uh, Henry Artis, who one day I'm hoping to bring onto the program, um, he was a big help to me, always a great access to me. I mean, I still have books on the shelf that he lent to me and he helped me. He always helps me. He still helps me this very day. And um, I'm hoping that he'll come on one day. We can talk about things. So uh, about the faith, especially most of all the faith, obviously. But the point is, why is there so many problems in the church after so many years Things gotten better and things gotten worse. I, when I converted, it was under John Paul II. He was the Pope. And I still love the man, even though I realize now that there are faults. And one of the interesting, I think the important thing is I think we cannot put a Pope so high. Even for a conservative Catholic, there's the danger of making the Pope far more than what they really are. They're still human beings, but at the same time, uh, yes, the Holy Spirit does God and elect them, and we do get the Pope we deserve. Then there was Benedict, Cardinal Ratzinger, who was also 
and still is my hero as well because his love for scripture. But at the same time, he did disappoint me because I feel angry that he, he resigned, but he, but I think that was important. I think God's hand was in it because we need to see the problems within the church. There was a problem and we can't look towards these men alone to clean up the mess. We need good teachers. We need to acknowledge the sin, the problems that are within the church. And we can't, we cannot give a blind eye. Catholics have put, given a blind eye. Christians have given a blind eye, have turned away and pretended that the problems within the church is not happening. There are not, no problems. We have a serious problem within it. We have a, a sexual immorality problem. And we also have a heresy problem. And this is something we cannot ignore anymore. We cannot turn a blind eye. We can't look the other way and pretend that these problems don't exist. These problems have been, the church is going through her own serious Gethsemane. Some cardinals have pointed this out. It is happening and we Catholics are not praying. We've had messages from heaven, Our Lady of Fatima, and this goes even further back to say Lord's France, where we were told to pray the rosary, to pray for sinners. It was an interesting thing in the um, story of Bernadette, where a doctor asked her, what is a sinner? And she answered, one who loves evil. And that was very important because she didn't say one who does evil because he could have asked her, what do you mean? What is, what do you mean by doing evil? No, she said one who loves evil. And that's very interesting that she said that because doing evil is one thing, but loving evil is a totally different thing. That means someone who is deep, deep into the filth of sin and enjoys it and enjoys hurting people and enjoys destroying other people and doesn't even care if they're destroying their own soul. But at the same time, we have a serious problem in our society. We have Catholic politicians. You know, it's funny. You have like just now this whole impeachment thing and the acquittal of Donald Trump and you have someone like Nancy Pelosi who was raised Catholic, educated Catholic, and got so um, mired and in, in, in enthralled in the liberalism. She, her family sent her to a Catholic school, a French Catholic school, where she admitted that she was raised to be holy. But her family didn't realize that the school that they sent her to, the college they sent her to, these nuns got real swept away with the revolution of, of um, 
the movement within the church. And what happened? She herself got caught up with the revolution and she's still living the revolution. Now you see she's nearing the end of her life. The career that she was so swept on, the politics that she worshipped is now turned against her. The idol worship she was so involved in, the idol that she worshipped so much, politics, has turned on her. Does not love her. Because politics doesn't care. Politics only cares that you worship it. It does not love you. She talks about how she was raised to have a lot, a lot of love in her heart. She protests and she wants to tell the whole world that she's a, a devout Catholic and yet she supports abortion, gay marriage. I'm going to ask people to think very carefully. What do you think about all those souls that have been aborted? All those souls that have been aborted and thrown into garbage bags or dumps into, into these containers, these aborted babies. I believe one day they'll, they'll, they'll be a jury that those souls one day will judge this generation. Think about it. Think about those souls one day judging us. I truly believe that because every single one of them was meant to come into this world. Our religion tells us that our Lord was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And we also believe that John the Baptist, because remember, it begins with life. Go back to the beginning of, uh, you know, Genesis. Adam and Eve, Abraham. Abraham was given, was told that he will have a prom, a, a promise, a child. Isaac. And then you have Moses. His life begins in the womb. What about Jeremiah? The prophet Jeremiah. Before you were born, I knew you in the womb. So all those souls that were meant to come into the world... And these Catholic politicians, people like Nancy Pelosi, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, every all of them, people like Joe Biden, who claims to be Catholic, and support this, support all these things that go against life and marriage. Do they honestly, honestly think that those souls will not judge them? That there won't be a, a, a trial? I believe they will be because we believe life is sacred and each life is unique. But we're so, so concerned about overpopulation, but we're not. It's not about overpopulation. It's about our own lusts that we keep holding on to, that we keep grabbing hold to. Our own lusts, our lusts. That's all we all care about. And this is the big problem, unfortunately, for us, is that we are indifferent. You know, I've heard, you know, Catholics uh, say, you know, it's all fairy tales. You know, all this stuff about uh, the, the saints and 
unfortunately now we also have this problem now of bishops and priests and cardinals and even the pope who want to give access to holy communion to the most sacred and most holy thing the most sacred and most holy bread the bread of life to those who do not believe this is the thing that kills me you know unfor i was trying to check out the um this thing the series the new pope and it's just total complete trash this it was the the, the season other season was much a little bit more interesting but still this access that we want to provide to those people who are living contrary to the faith people who basically want the church to clear their conscience for them homosexuals people living in in bad marriage uh who or living in a in an uh, not in a very holy way let's say they're they're not even married and yet you hear the people saying something i want a pope that says it's okay to love because that's part of the Christian faith to love. You know, I want a Pope that's not concerned about so much about the interpretation of the Bible, you know, because the Christian message and God is all about love, you know, and that's all that matters is love. I mean, there is a big difference between love. The Greeks had actually three or four different ways of saying love. There's love of friend, there's love of your parent or your sibling. Um, there is passionate love, lo uh, uh, sexual love. And then there's holy love, divine love, which is the highest form of love. We don't have that in English. We have, you know, we don't have that. But unfortunately, you got people who want the church to clear their conscience for them. They can't run away from faith. And at the same time, they really don't really want to obey. They don't want to acknowledge the faith. They don't want to change for the church. They want the church to change for them. And that's why we have a bunch of priests now, a bunch of bishops and cardinals. These are men who did not... Uh, who wanted, who wanted, excuse me, they wanted to infiltrate the church because they wanted to have the, they wanted to have access to money, unlimited access to money, like people like Theodore McCarrick. Theodore McCarrick, Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, who's now no longer Cardinal, he's, he's defrocked, he's lost his priesthood. Um, Pope Francis had no choice but to do that. Um, who used the church for his sexual perversion, for his hunting ground. But he also has people, he, he men in the church, which he brought in. Bishop McElroy of San Diego, who said that it's not a prominent thing. The church, uh, abortion is not the most prominent issue in the church. He repeats it. He repeats it twice at a bishop's conference. Abortion is the is not the most prominent issue for the church. All right. He, I'm serious. He said that, a bishop of the Catholic Church. He also called conservative Catholics a cancer within the church. Okay. You also have someone. 
like uh, Bishop Donald Wuerl, who turned on a uh, a layperson. He was the uh, he was he was in charge of the uh, the Immaculate Conception in Washington D.C. when a laywoman asked him why she herself said, I'm a devout Catholic, but why do you keep allowing people like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and all these other Catholic politicians to receive Holy Communion? And he himself said he didn't want to use the uh, communion rail. Well, there's no communion rails anyway. You guys took them all away. They took away the communion rails. He didn't want to use it as a political uh, political uh, battles, uh, battleground. I'm paraphrasing. And he turned on her. He said, "That is not my that you know that is not my response. That's the responsibility of you, lay Catholics, uh, abortion and other stuff. You know all these other issues of issues that these politicians use to get elected." He turned on her right in front of everybody, and certain people filmed him. And um, he told others to delete the 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 video. He lost his temper. His real face showed. We have all these guys, and we have Supich, Blaze Supich, who actually during Easter time closed a uh, parish, the doors of a conservative Catholic parish that celebrates the Trinity Mass. And he kept it closed through um, all of Good Friday through Saturday and opened it up for them basically for, for Easter Sunday because he felt that they needed to learn a lesson. Um, you know, you got all the, all the, you got more. I can go on for more. You got, of course... Don't get me with Cardinal Dolan, but all of them, all of them, all these men throw the Eucharist under the bus, throw the body and blood of Jesus. They defile it. They defile it. They go against the teachings of the apostles. They go against the teachings of the the, the, the scriptures. These are the men that Paul, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. James, St. John, the Apostle, all of them were warning us about these men. These men who basically do not love our Lord. They do not love the body and blood of our Lord, who make a travesty, who betray him. Disciples of Judas Iscariot, yeah, I'm going to say it, disciples of Judas Iscariot defile and they are bringing judgment upon all of us. And we, because we don't speak up, we don't argue with these men, we don't challenge them. I mean, there are some Catholics that are doing it. They're not giving them money, and they know it. They just raise the church the church tax. This is basically they can go into any parish and go to the account of that parish and pull out money for themselves. They raised it so they can, because they're starting to feel the pinch. But yet... They are not repenting. There are they do they try to silence those conservative uh, bishops and cardinals. They try to silence them because you know they want to make sure that everybody is you know is on is is on in in on it basically. But they themselves do not love Jesus Christ. They do not love our Lord. I know some people will probably think that this is a. Um, self-righteous but it's not you have to understand it's hurting everybody it's hurting all of us our catholic faith is 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 holy 
No bishop can change the faith. No bishop can change it. Never mind about the celibacy issue. That that I feel is is going to work its way out because I know that there's talk about them that they're going to change and make create a, a married a married priesthood. That's a discipline. It's not a sacrament. It's a discipline. And we're not going to argue about the communion of hands, even though it's legally permitted by the church. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think because a lot of Satanists have taken the the, the blessed sacrament and use it for for satanic ritual, which is why I don't agree with the communion of hands and why many other people don't agree with the communion of hands. But since it's legal within the church, you know, and I believe that, I honestly believe that that was done uh, because of betrayal, but that's my personal opinion. But still, we're going to be on the judgment. There is a serious problem happening. And there's 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 a serious storm coming. There's apostasy. And I truly believe it. But we need to pray. We need to pray the rosary. We need to pray for for the salvation and the church to be rescued. We need to pray for souls. A lot of souls are being misguided and being led to hell. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. We need to pray for the priests. We need to pray for good priests. We need to pray for, you know, for hopefully at least for good shepherds to oppose these bad shepherds. You know, the problem is, is that a lot of Catholics are indifferent. There's a lot of Catholics, I think, who don't understand, who do not understand the faith. They look at it from a human perspective. They look at it as a human philosophy. They look at it as a, they look at God as a, as a philosophical thing, as an action, a political action, a social justice. It's not a, not a reality. And that's a serious, serious problem. And we need, you know, we need to solve this. We need to think of a way to fight this. You can do it. You could have friends, uh, in your local parish, pray the rosary, have a holy hour, pray before the blessed sacrament. I mean, think about it. We have a bunch of nuns out there who are these, um, St. Claire, these Claire's who are deciding no longer to have a perpetual prayer, pray before the blessed sacrament. They don't want to do that anymore. You know, they're using the, the church is becoming a senior citizen center for these, for, for these, uh, uh, nuns and these and these priests they don't they don't believe in their mission anymore so we need to solve this problem we need to have uh, more holy people so I'm going to end it here and uh, I'm going to get back with uh, an episode on Fatima we're going to talk about why Fatima doesn't go away the apparitions that happened in 1917 and we're going to talk more about the mission. We're going to talk about more the storm that's coming. Because it is coming and there's a big problem happening in the church. And we need to have Catholics to wake up. So let's end it here. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen.